What's the matter? It's the Greg and Michelle podcast number 40. It's number 40, Greg. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> Jay, Jay Chris Newberg is with us. And it, listen, if Greg, you need to do Jay Chris's introduction because I'm not going to do him justice. This is a guy, Jay Chris Newberg. Everyone knows who he is. He's a comedian. He is one of the ballsiest human beings I've ever met. And I'll tell that story momentarily. Oh. Um, and uh, I got to go out and see him in Hollywood not too long ago. He's doing a lot of writing uh, for some shows, which he can fill us in on. And he's an overall really funny, cool guy. It's Jay Chris Newberg. He got a, he got you didn't get your start on our show, but you used to come on our show back in Detroit just to publicity uh, to do publicity for your stand up. And then one day you left us. I did. The Hollywood Hills. Now, Chris, welcome, by the way. It's good to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, Chris. Here's why I call you the ballsiest human being I know. You I'm did ready. what everyone dreams of doing. You quit your job, you packed your shit, and you went to make it out west, and you did it. I mean, seriously. Everyone does that, and they end up gutter sluts. You didn't. You know, I thought I was pretty gutter slut bound the first four or five years. I'll be completely you Greg guys. and I are gutter sluts. So yeah, me too. Radio gutter sluts. Damn right. Yeah, yeah I get it. Tell Good us what you. happened the first four or five years, though, because you used to come on our show all the time with your guitar, and then you, one day you said, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to California, and I remember looking at you going, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Everyone wants to do that. I just got, I mean, I, it was one of those things where everything just kind of fell into place where I decided it was just time to try something new. My grandmother died. I didn't have any family left in Michigan. I'd done everything I wanted to do comedy-wise and music-wise in Michigan as far as I could go. So I was like, let's roll the dice while I'm still young enough to try. And I like 34, I think yep, I moved out there. You. 34, I moved out there. And it sucked for the first like four or five years. I mean, you don't know anyone. It's so overwhelmingly competitive. And it's like competitive in every category it's just like if you want to get a job at starbucks there's like nine thousand other people who are more qualified <laughs> they're mean they're mean baristas to you <laughs> yeah. Mean. yeah and yeah. it was just it was just i made the decision that the only i wasn't going to get a day job i was going to just do work in comedy and writing and man i burned through my savings so fast because i just there was there, there's no work out here there was no work unless you're connected and you anyways long story shorter no, we eventually, I eventually figured it out yeah. and I was able to, you know, work, make connections, figure out the Hollywood thing. But it was relearning the entire process. What was the first thing when you said, OK, I'm working? What's the first big gig you got that you went? This is not slouchy. I'm not a barista right now. Um, I remember being I remember working on American Idol and I was standing next to Michael McDonald and uh, he was just like, he, he said something about the sound. He's like, is that bass sound too loud? And I was just like, it does, Michael McDonald. <laughs> it does. Of, of Doobie Brothers fame, that Michael yeah. McDonald? Yeah, the yeah. king yeah. of Yacht Rock. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Him and Loggins. You know, anytime I've ever met a celebrity, I say their, I respond with their full name. Like, no matter what. Like, I, they're the two other examples I can think of and was I was doing stand-up in Arizona, and Jeff Bezos was there, and he was... Oh! And he was just after, after the show, he's like, you're very funny, kid. And I was like, thanks, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and he was just like, he didn't really know what to do with it. That's, but really, you can't just call Jeff Bezos Jeff. Yeah, Jeffrey. Mr. Thanks, Bezos thanks, sounds JB. weird. Thanks, yeah. JB. That doesn't really fly. 
So when you got, you said you didn't take any side gigs. You lived for five years on savings. God. I didn't really live for five years on savings. I think I lived for a year on savings. And then I was just, just, I mean, I was homeless for a while. I lived in my car for a few months. Um, I remember it turned for me, like everything turned. And it, it sounds, it's, it's like such a silly story, but I remember being so poor that I literally had enough money to get an airplane ticket. I borrowed money to get an air, airplane ticket to North Carolina where I could do the NACA national special uh, college showcase thing. And I remember being at Waffle House with Cristela Alonzo, a very successful comedian who also <laughs> had success after that. And it was a Waffle House and we were like, we should split a waffle and then hopefully tomorrow everything will be cool. And literally, I think the next day I booked 126 shows. She booked 130. Whoa. And then both of us were, and then she got a sitcom and her thing took off and like I started getting other opportunities. I spent the year on a road and I was able to climb out of debt and figure out how to live here. Wow. wow. Did you ever have to get naked for money? No, but I would have. I mean, it would, you I know. know you, I feel you about that. I feel like you would have. I feel like you have, <laughs> yeah. no. Michelle's like, begging to get naked No, I just money. feel like you no, might now right even. Money. You might now even for money. I mean, you know. You know, if, if it's tasteful right. or I whatever. I want it from the chin up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone wants to see me naked. Naked but from the chin tasteful. up. <laughs> if it's tasteful. If it's tasteful and it makes the scene better and it's really? organic. What? Okay. And this is the cheesiest question, but I, I don't care. I'm going to ask it because we have you here. Like when you met somebody. Wait, it's, it's cheesier than asking if he worked naked for money? Yeah, way. Okay. If you, you met somebody and you're working with somebody other than Michael McDonald and you go, holy shit, this is awesome. I've arrived. Tell him you got. Tell him you got bigger names on the. It other was Gregor Michelle. First gig. Is that Craig Shoemaker? Tell him hang up on Shoe and tell him you're busy. You're doing a real show. I love Craig Shoemaker. He's great. He I gave you too. a massive shout out on our last show. He oh, he, did? he love he loves you too. Yeah, he loves you oh, too. Oh, he's such a nice. He's so funny. Super nice guy. Super but nice guy. But what's a big thing that you did that you went wow? Um, what am I proud of? Yeah. I mean. I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm very, I'm proud of two. I guess I'm proud of anything I was able to pull. If you look back on it, any sort of success that you have in this business is so hard. And it's just such a, something so worth being celebrated. I remember listening to radio interviews, yeah. being not in the business back in the day, listening to Detroit, and you would hear a celebrity and they'd be like, oh, it's just a great thrill and an honor to be a part of the whole process. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Tell me the truth. But, <laughs> right. But by the time you get to that point, you've been so prodded and beat down by so many no's and so many horrible situations. You're just literally so happy to be there. So it's not inaccurate. I was very happy with my, to answer your question, I was very happy with my Tonight Show. I, I got 14 applause breaks, which ties the record. Um, what? And I was very excited about that. And um, then I, I recently wrote... Uh, two of the jokes for Cedric the Entertainer's monologue on the Emmys. I wrote, I wrote the opening joke and like the fifth joke because a friend who was the writer asked me, he's like, I'm in a jam. He's like, I'm so slammed. We're, we're so short-staffed. Can you help us out with any any jokes? And I was like, sure, what do you need? And he's like, something. He's like, funny, not mean-spirited, you know, just Cedric style. So I watched about two hours of Cedric's stand-up and then I pitched the jokes and they used, I couldn't believe when I, I never heard anything back. And I was watching, and the very first thing out of his mouth was my joke. And I was just like, 
is awesome. You're watching the Emmys and there's your work. Like, boom. So you've yeah. never, you can confirm you were never in Harvey Weinstein's hotel suite. He might have been. He didn't say no, that. No, but you know what's so interesting? I know the two stories I heard about him was I have a friend who, who was a concierge at the London Hotel uh-huh. and she does a perfect impression of him. She's like, every award show, he would come in, he would check into two rooms, one for him and one for his wife. And every time around three o'clock in the morning, he would call down to the front desk and be like, bring up some condoms. Well, no, he <laughs> would not. Like, that story. just sounds like so, like, <laughs> I don't know, Lord of the Fly. Bring up some kind of... I actually heard... so gross. Oh, I heard an interview with Kate Beckinsale when she... He called her up to his room when he was... And she was in high school. Oh, wow. And he, she said he answered the door and she was like, he's not a striking figure. He's fat with boobs. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Kate Beckinsale's in the news today. Why was Why? she in the news this morning? New, new she, movie, I think. No, she pulled her back out. Oh. She's First of all... She's 48 and she she's beautiful. Her daughter looks she's got a mini me daughter that looks just like her who's like 20 mm. something. 40 Kate looks 22. She's so beautiful and so nice and so lovely. And she pulled her back out. I don't I don't remember doing what, but then I googled Kate Beckinsale this morning and she's 48 and her boyfriend's 23 and I went, "Oh, that's how she pulled her back out." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she she always did. Like her last three boyfriends have all been very like she dated that um Andy, she I mean uh uh, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. She she, before yeah. that, she was with Matt Reif for like a oh, year. The guy pulls so much tail. He's not I, funny. Pete Davidson. I get it. I get it. I get it. I think he's. I think he's very funny. Oh, this not me. Funny. I, oh, I think he's really funny. I like Colin Jost. I don't. I don't think he's mm. hilarious. But hey, I got mad props for anyone who was banging Ariana Grande because well, he... that is just top <laughs> shelf. Are you watching her on The Voice? By the way, she's really good on The Voice. No, she's really good. Good singer. I like her. Um, but I, you know, but comedy subjective. I'm still caught in Eddie Murphy days and Dave Chappelle. Those are the guys who I think wow. are great. Chris, I saw you tweeting about Chappelle. How do you feel? Um, because it, being in comedy right now, you're in a very precarious position with the woke crowd. And David was up there really slaying that beast for you guys. I, I thought the special was for comedians. I, I enjoyed it. I, um, I, I think a lot, I can see why people were upset and I can see, I can also assume either correctly or incorrectly that the majority of the um, negativity that came from it are probably from people who didn't watch the entire thing, mm-hmm. which is, it super, is. super easy to do. He wasn't mean though. I didn't find this comedy mean. It was more ironic and more matter of fact about the LGBTQ crowd coming after him. I don't think it matters right now. I think, I mean, it's it's kind of like one of those things where there's probably a few different schools of thought. It's like, do you remember when Eminem, there, there, there could be the, de- the degree of delusion on their end because remember when Eminem was like, you tried to shut me down on MTV. It's like no one ever tried to shut Eminem down on MTV, <laughs> ever. He was, he was gigantic. And I think with Dave talk about all these people, who are trying to cancel him, he's coming from, he's a, probably, arguably one of the most famous people in the entire world, and he's taking on a community of people who've got a lot of trouble. And, they're, and they are trying to cancel him. They're, they're protesting Netflix. That'll never happen. No, no, because, well, this, because the CEO's standing behind him. Right, and, that's, and I think that, that what, what we've missed is, I, like, this is what a comedy special is supposed to be. Yep. Regardless of whether you think it's funny or not funny or, or you are offended or not, everyone, you've been talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's like, nine out of the ten specials that you see on Netflix are horrible. Yeah. You don't talk about them, you're bummed out. You're right. like, how the fuck right. did this person? They I'm not paid bitter. for it. They paid yeah. for it themselves. No, I mean, seriously, they slung it. Who, who sure. do you like right now doing comedy? Did you like Ralphie Mae? Did you like um, 
Uh, Eddie, we don't know what Eddie is anymore because he hasn't done stand up in a while. But isn't he threatening a special? I think. I mean, it's just as long as someone is honest. Cosby, it, you know. I think Cosby was one of the greatest to ever do it. There's. I mean, his his stories were perfect. You know, I I had a joke. It was like his stories were perfect. His timing was impeccable. Uh, his topics were without flaw. But as a rapist, he was pretty sloppy. <laughs> you know. You want to know and, something too, quick, Jay Chris? Um. So we did, we do. Michelle, you're supposed to do the laugh line there. That was a good line. <laughs> I did That's laugh. Funny. I laughed. Yeah, rock back and oh, longer forth and it. Yeah, longer. I longer laugh. It was funny. Uh, uh, you know, he came here for, it was just before the whole thing broke open wide. Um, he came here for a thing called Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm-hmm. We do this thing called Laugh Fest. Come, the first year of it, here comes Cosby. He was a not a nice human being to anybody here. In fact, the guy that introduced him was a, a comic and uh, he introduced him and he, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Cosby and the crowd went nuts and he was so excited to meet his idol, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby leaned in, shook his hand and he goes, see that out there? And he goes, yes, Mr. Cosby. He goes, you'll never have that. Like he was just an ass. No, he was, and he was, you couldn't look at him. He's one of those guys who had the, just so, you know, it's like, it's like, you're right. The so perfect, so funny, so great, but what an ass in the, in his real life. And you know, on the, but it's, it's hard to have any sort of, to maintain any sort of reality when you are adored by that many people for that period of time, it's distorting. There's like, you can't, you, you genuinely, like if you, like all I can compare it to is when I was on America's Got Talent for like a week or whatever it was, it was horrible. It was like, I got like 20,000 emails and it was like all these different Facebook notifications. It's like, imagine your birthday on Facebook, but every, like every possible medium of people coming at you and they think they're friends with you because they thought you do 12 seconds on TV. And it was like, I'm, ugh, I don't like this at all. I'm happy to write and do whatever. But if I had that for years and years and years, and I've had friends who started off with me who've had some success here and and they're some of them are assholes and it's just like i'm like you're absolutely who you are and that's great but i want nothing to do with it i don't think you needed to change like this you know who right now is your favorite co- comic new or otherwise who or who do you really are you really into right now and go wow this person really maybe it's an up-and-comer maybe it's i mean i i think yeah, I, I i like so many comics um i, I loved ralphie may i thought he was great oh he was so funny um, I, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Chappelle. I'd be curious to see what Eddie does. I mean, he was one of the greatest of all time. He's not going to suck, you right. know, and, and I think Jamie Foxx is coming back out again. And I think, nice. you know, it just depends who, it just depends how well they use writers because you're not going to, I remember seeing, I remember seeing it because if, if, if Eddie is still in touch like when his his comedians in cars was funny because he was just being honest and he was yeah. being himself and he's a funny person. But like when I saw um oh frogs, what did I see? Oh, I can't even remember. It totally left me. We're talking about comedians in cars. Oh, I want I, I saw um Kevin Hart at at the Laugh Factory and he was there with Ludacris and he pops up on stage and he does like three or four minutes just trying to sit on the stool and it, and it's painfully funny. It's like laugh out loud really? physical comedy him really? just like it's like it was like throwback to when when um god kramer whatever michael richards did his first rodney dangerfield and he didn't speak he just did five minutes trying to adjust the microphone and it was <laughs> one of the funniest things i've ever seen and so so um kevin comes out and he does that 
and he's killing. And then he starts talking about, and I, I remember vividly, he was like, he goes, you know how it is when you're in Greece and you're, and you're jet skiing with ludicrous. And the whole crowd was like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, what? What? Don't we don't. That. Yeah, not really. So, so if he's relatable, I think he'll he'll be gigantic. So, where is comedy right now? Because um, I'll tell you, the, when I saw you in Los Angeles, quick story. My wife reached out to Jay Chris and said, "Hey, are you going to perform anywhere while we're in town?" And Chris goes, "Well, I'll just get on a bill somewhere and and for and you, I'll... you did a, pri- a personal show for Greg." <laughs> <laughs> He, so he went and got on the bill, but there were some famous people on that bill with him that night. You know, Gustavo from, uh, what's that called? Big Time Rush. Yeah. I don't know who he is. Steven. And then, who was the young lady from Trenton who was in uh, Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon? Oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. Oh, Mary Lynn. Yeah. Ross. Mary Lynn. Yeah, Mary Lynn from, she's from Trenton. And she was in, uh, blah, blah, blah. she was in Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon. And, and 24. You know, what's funny, though, is Chris. So Chris does this movie or this say, uh, show and we show up. It'd been 20 years since I'd been over 20 years since I'd been to a stand up comedy show. I forgot how much I loved it. I told oh, I, Craig so Schumacher fun. this or maker this. I told him Schumacher. I hadn't I hadn't laughed so hard in a long, long time. And I felt like it was almost therapy after years of lockdown. And, you know, it was really it was really enjoyable. Now, was the stuff you were doing? Was that new stuff you were working out? Because I'd never seen you do you that stuff. The last party. The, the stuff you did. Um, you, you... Probably. I mean, I think so. I always start off the same way with the fuck that guy or subjective thing. I usually it was pretty much new. Okay. Funny as hell, man. I'm losing. I lost, just, I lost some of that answer, too. Thank Are you. We weird? Yeah, we got we had weird connection there for a second. Yeah. So where's where's comedy now? Are you are are comedians afraid to say anything right now? Uh, I don't know. I don't think the good ones are. I think that it's a question of like trying to figure out like what's more important to you. I mean, text does not reflect tone, and so many people are unaware of that in the writing community. So it's just like you can write something that sounds horrific and then say it and it's really funny, mm-hmm. but the person reading it is gonna only see the horrific side. Yeah. So I think it's much more difficult for social media posts. Those things are, are triggering and questionable and I get nervous about them, you know? And it's just like, but joke wise, I, I don't have any fear of saying anything on stage. I know my intent, I know what I'm saying. So, That's the thing, it's the intent and who you are. Jesus, Greg, I feel like we should say, do you believe in God? <laughs> Where's comedy now? But if you look, but if you look, Michelle, there are a lot of comedians who are are actually like speaking out. John Stewart last week, you know, was was making comments about the cancel culture and how it's going to kill comedy. That's a it's it's kind of a big deal for some of these so, comedians. Some of the cancel culture was successful. Some of it yeah, was correct. Some, some of, of it, it needed to happen. Some of no it was doubt. correct. Some of it was absolutely correct, but. You know, some of it, you know, like you do have, but there is a point. It's like when I think when Stuart was talking about, he's like, he, I don't remember what his topic was, but he's like, who gives a shit? And the answer is sadly so many people. Yes, yeah. So yeah. many people care about, like, are offended by, and it's like, and it's such, it's so, it's so stupid because it's like, they're ma- they're making your words about them and their personal experience, which you had no idea about when you wrote the joke. 
Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's super narcissistic. It's super like, you know, victimy. Uh, but I mean, it's also smarter for comics to not speak on things that they're unfamiliar with. Whereas, you know, we are in the same age group, uh, Greg, yeah. and like, when you're when like, uh, I mean Mich Michelle, we all are. You're, you're, we all are. You're much, much older. Don't worry about it. But you are. You are you sixty you, this year? You, who him? You. Yes, I'm seventy three. No, Michelle's sixty this year. Fuck you! Wow, <laughs> that's harsh. But you are. You know what? You are so correct about that. It's like I think it's so narcissistic to be offended. I, mm -hmm. I honest to God, unless you're truly, unless I, you know, pushed your child down in front of your face. I mean, really to be offended. Oh, I have, it's like, oh, you've offended me. I think that's so self-absorbed. You are correct about that. Um, and I'll tell you right now, Greg and I did a show and, and you would come on that show every once in a while too in Detroit. Greg and I did a show in Detroit that if anybody went back and listened to my company would go, if, if we were judged on what we did the last 20 years, we wouldn't have a job today. That sure. shit that we did on that show was when transgender was just starting. We had a girl, she was, she was just, she was a, she was born a male, turned into a female. She told us her story on the air. We called her a tricked out tranny. We had a whole song about her. It was her, it was her wow. thing. Jesus, no, my, that's my point is, and it was funny and it was, but it was honest at the time, but the stuff we were doing there, if they listen, and again, if I was judged on what I did on that show, I'd never have a show today. I would never work on the air today. So to, to your point, it's so stupid. I don't I care what you it. did. <laughs> Greg's still eating, mm -hmm. starving, but I, um, I have a better agent and frankly, um, but if you're judged on everything you did 20 years ago, none of us would, really were not allowed to evolve. Just eat me, you know? I mean, sure. that's so stupid. Like, I was listening to Howard Stern for the first time in a long time. It's not even the same person. Mm -hmm. Is he much more homogenized? It, it, it is. It, it's, I mean, so he nice. the names yeah. of all his characters and he kisses celebrities' asses now. It's just not even this. He would be offended by uh, he he, he would by mock the person he become right. He'd mock his own <laughs> he show mock now. His own show, yeah. But he but he cut his teeth doing what he needed to do, and he no longer I felt agree. that anger. He I no agree longer that too. I think still think he's funny. But I, he shouldn't yes. try to stop others from trying to be at cutting edge. And I think when he puts down mm -hmm. some of the newer people, I think that's not helpful. And it's like, hey, look, you made your millions. Let some of these other guys try. I don't think it's any different than like an old person just being frustrated about the remote control. I mean, that's, that's all it is. Well, if you, there, there's one of my, one of my favorite analogies or telling points is like, I like the, I look back at the D Snyder and twisted sister behind the music. And they were like, he's like our first album, we were living in a van. He's like, we toured 17, 18, 19 months, like 10 guys. He's like, we were getting dressed in the bathroom. And our record sells like five or six million copies. I'm sitting by the pool. I got a Corvette in the driveway, a million dollar home and a beautiful playmate wife and healthy children. Suddenly I'm not so mad anymore. Like right? I'm not. That's funny. And yeah. he's just like, he's like, I guess I'll take it. You know, I'm not going to not take it anymore. Everything worked out for me. And I think with Howard, once he took the America's Got Talent job, that just took him to a new level of popularity and money. And I think... He just probably doesn't care anymore. Probably just probably. I mean, who who like? How is he not one in every category? No, you are. I I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. He did what he had to do at the time, and he doesn't feel that way anymore. He's actually gone back and apologized to people because he says I was such a dick. But Eddie's time, done that too. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, Greg. And that goes a long way. Do, Greg, you still have to do your apology tour, but other than that, someday well, I'll get around to it. 
But like what's like what's cooler like than getting an apology for something that you weren't expecting? Like you know, all of a sudden Howard Stern would beat the shit out of you on the radio, and he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. That was bad. That's way cooler than him never saying anything. Although to me, if I was the guy getting the apology from Howard, I'd be like, yeah, you used me to get what you wanted. Fair. Yeah. Not accepted. You know what I mean? Well, anyway. And maybe you're continuing to use me for this apology to make true, yourself look good. True, I mean, really, true. but but there's a lot of crisis public crisis management publicists who take really interesting approaches to fixing people at all times. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long was Kobe in trouble when he had his Colorado situation? Three weeks. Yeah, three that was, weeks. That was you brilliant. Are, you are absolutely right. There was a diamond ring involved. You know, <laughs> you know absolutely. absolutely. And, a big, and a big check. So. Yeah. Chris, do you um, do you stay connected to the Detroit sports still? Were you you were a sports fan from Detroit? Yeah, um, I'm. I guess I, I mean, you, like, you, I, you use the yeah. lion, uh, the lion anger, to uh, to fuel your jokes. <laughs> no, I love that Stafford is a Ram now, and we're five and one. I don't I care. I know. This week, yeah, they're gonna play in L.A. I know. I'm. I'm. I wish I could be there because I'm, I'm actually gonna be in Michigan this weekend. But. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going, to the, I'm going to the Michigan Northwestern game. I'm, I haven't seen one in a long time, so I'm just going to go. Fun. Good for you. Yeah. Um, you, need some but, t- you need seats? What do you got? I got a guy. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going with my cousin. I think he's got oh, seats. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I think it's like I still like watching Lions, but I look at them from a different way. I like, do they cover the spread? That's a victory. <laughs> you know, did they make it interesting? That's interesting. I mean, I don't ever expect them to win. You knew. And, and Goff is like the Joey Harrington of – 2000 or 2021 Big time. So i don't i don't see that i mean like you said didn't you say they're gonna get rid of them for cap space greg which one golf uh you gotta wait one more year that's probably the, the his contract works out because next year they can dump him and take it and and if they dump him after this year it's a huge dead cap hit it mm-hmm. just depends on when what quarterback they draft to replace him but i think they'll keep him another year can I ask about the Lions minute from you guys? If you guys are sports fans, I have a question. Sure. I said this about, I kind of got a little, I got a little grief about something. I um, made fun of their, can you hear me still? Yeah. I feel like this mic just went out. Um, I, I don't like that the coach cried and I'll, I'll tell you why. Me neither. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Who, Dan? Um, I can't, I can't hear you guys now anymore, but I'll tell you why. Um, it, he is, came in here with all this, loud noise he came in here we're gonna bite the kneecaps he came in here and i always when there's a movie that shows too much of the movie before the movie comes out it's always a, a crappy movie You've that's how i feel about this guy i feel like he's all lip service and now i was so i thought that that why i was so mad at him and i got a lot of hate press from people when i said look there's no crying in this what get out get over yourself am i am i an idiot what i mean it's maybe, a, no, no, maybe I don't, for I, other reasons but I just don't see any motivation for the Fords to do anything different ever. The franchise is worth $2 billion. And it's like, it's all money. So it's like, she doesn't care. She gets on Sundays after her whatever bridge game, she gets to go hang out and eat her salad in her suite. After the game of Canasta. Yeah, after Canasta, she goes and she checks out the game and she's like, yeah, we lost, whatever. (laughs) But there's there's no desire. It's like, there's... The fans want it, but I think we've also accepted. I mean, I still don't get it because you can still see the majority of the entire stadium leaves after the first quarter to beat <laughs> so traffic. Sad. So sad. <laughs> Dan so Campbell sad. is a meathead. That's what I'm saying. Is he? Am I wrong about him? I don't no. like him. 
I no. think he's a loudmouth BS. He came in here. Pew, 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 you know pew, where pew. his job is? Up in the booth with Dan Miller. He'd be great. Mm-hmm. But he's a meathead. He hired some good coaches, but no one's going to change the culture. They, when you promise an experienced general manager and you promise an experienced head coach, and then you hire an accountant and a tight ends coach, nothing's going to change. I mean, it's 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 worse now than the dopes they had before. You just watch. Say what you want. Wayne Wayne Fonts was Jesus. He was so he was. good. He was. Wayne Fonts. And he was under 500 for his career, but at least the guy could win. I don't know. You know, of course they're going to get the number one overall pick, Chris, in a year where there's no mm-hmm. quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, I, don't, I don't want that kid from Liberty. Are you kidding me? I miss the days when Wayne Fonts did blow with the Ford kid. That was Fuck the yeah. that was for the good. That was the right. greatest. That's Detroit. Don't yes. cry. Don't cry. Do blow with the kids. Yes. Yeah. And Damn go it. to jail with the mayor. Get That's, it right. Come on, man. That's you know how many, Detroit. Do you know how many times he would he would be at Dunleavy's eating, and he would wander around the corner to, and come and sit down at the fan, half lit. By it's talking to Stoney and Wojo glamping. drunk about uh about the Lions and he and he would get so defiant and then he'd light his cigar up and march out the studio. <laughs> you know, like that was a, a trip. <laughs> I'll tell you who's an ass is uh well everybody knows Greg you already know this we we already can't stand him but I just I can't even imagine that you would have a, you would coach for the NFL your team would leave you would stay in town you would go to a bar you wouldn't go home with your team and then you'd get oh. caught with some girl grinding up. Urban Meyer is a tool. Mm, and what oh, are you yeah. thinking? And I think the same thing about the the Raiders guy. What are you thinking? Don't put it in an email. Think it all you want. Don't say it or put it in an email. What's wrong with you? You you all you do is sit in a chair, bark orders, and collect millions. Yeah, there's, a, there's gonna be a scan, there's gonna be a scandal with Chucky though. Those emails were meant to nail Dan Snyder, who is the owner of the Redskins. Oh. And now we're not seeing any of Dan Snyder's emails, but Chucky's fired. The mm-hmm. NFL targeted and released to those confidential emails. And and it's there's, there's a reason that I'm not going to get into because it's political and you'll hear Darn it. it. Okay, but, and didn't we hear that? Don't we know to Urban Meyer he's had an, a history with this girl? There's more videos coming out. Did we hear? Met her last year. She's a photographer. She was there to do a so photo stupid. shoot at the restaurant. That's why they call him Urban Liar because no, all he does is lie. I don't care that he does it. Just don't let the world know. I, mean, I don't even care what you do in your own time. But it's the season. Just go home with the team during the season. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I mean, he, he seems like, I, I think, is he the guy? Who has the restaurant in Ohio called yes. Seven and O, or whatever it's called, Nine and O? Oh, yeah. I mean, res- respect for that because that's like the ultimate fuck you to Harbaugh. <laughs> so um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, he's and he, I'm sure he bit off more than he chewed. Like college is obviously a different game than football. Oh yeah. And I don't care, but whatever. He's rich. He'll be fine. Do you what? Okay, off sports for one minute, and then we're God, we're. Time's flying here. Do you, what do you watch? Do you watch? Do you have time to watch TV? Like, what are you watching? Did you watch Squid Game? Do you? I did. I like Squid Game. Um, I didn't like the overacting and the dubs, but I enjoyed like the, the ending either. The I ending was a little. Either, my girlfriend Michelle hated the ending. She's like, he's going. I'm sorry, I won't spoil. But right. no, you can spoil. Spoiler alert: two, three, four. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I, I set up a number two. Is what I hated yeah. the ending too. I hated the ending too. I just yeah. I mean, it's just like it didn't. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch another season of that. No. I feel like I survived that first season. I deserve. Season. I deserve a better. I deserve you to be all the way responsible in the end. What? That's a better. That's a, that's a great question though. What television shows do you think ever got it right from beginning to end? Because everyone's always like, oh, the ending of this amazing show was the worst. Everyone says that about everything. Like, what show got it right? 
Breaking Bad. I'll give you that. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's I'll probably give you that. the only one that comes to mind. I'm trying the to Sopranos think. Sopranos was kind of up in the air. What did I know? just watch? It was ten episodes, and it was beginning, middle, end, and it was perfect. Oh my god! I, the problem with me is, Chris, I watch everything. I'm a idiot. I watch everything. This room, this is where I lay in this room, and I watch mm-hmm. everything. The pandemic was perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dug it. Click, yeah. click. So, so yeah, but there are some, they're getting, some are getting it right. I don't, I hate the cliffhangers like succession. Do you guys watch succession? I just saw it the first time last night. Was it okay. good? No, I didn't see it. I saw, I read about it and I'm going to start. Fantastic. I mean, okay. it's fantastic, but get ready for super intense cliffhangers. Get ready for, you can binge uh, it. Yeah, for, but get ready for, what's it? Macaulay Calkins' brother, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Funny as shit that He's guy great. is. He's so good in this. He steals every scene he's in. Oh, I'll tell you one. Did you see Your Honor with Brian Cranston? It's fantastic. Mm-mm. Okay. You didn't like it? Oh, my God. I didn't see it. It's great. It's Brad, perfect television. Okay. Perfect. I'll tell you what. A friend of mine's daughter was in. She played the cop in that. And okay. um, John Landecker's daughter, uh, Amy Landecker, played the cop in that with the sixth sense in that. And so I talked to him a couple. I just wanted a name drop that I knew somebody. That was good. I, even know where I this like is that. Going. that I'm not even solid. sure this is good. But any, that had a perfect ending. No, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. I thought. It was phenomenal. It was absolutely perfect television. It was one of the, I think I started writing something before I watched that. And then I just like scrapped it. I was like, it's not, I can't. I got so a ton intense. Of, we so got a ton good. more stuff we want to talk to Chris about. So we're going to have to bring him back because I want to ask you about some of the stuff you're doing now. What are you coming back to Michigan for? Just the football game? I'm doing a private show at, oh. uh, at, a, at a neighborhood clubhouse. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go see a football game. So that's going to work out. Okay, I was going to pub it for you, but... I find mad. out. Hi, hi, Chris. I'm in the back of the room. Hi, Chris. I'm here. Because um, what, really, though, before we go, though, what do you, what are you working on now? What are you doing now? Um, I'm trying to sell a show uh, uh, that I've just signed all the paperwork with all the production companies and everything. And I'm excited about that. I'm just going to continue to write on shows when the opportunity presents itself. And then I'll do stand-up when it works out. He's living it, living the life. Your biggest win since you've been out there, though, is, is your girlfriend. She's such a sweet person. Yeah, she's a great lady. I stole her from Maine and imported her here. Oh, very cool, very cool. I met I met her when we did the show, and she was just as sweet as can be. So okay. that's your that's your biggest score. You're gonna have to work now. Yeah, I know. She's the reason I need to stay employed. Tell her I said hello. She's very sweet. I will do she, that. Are you? Is she Michelle? Did you say also? Yeah, she's Michelle. Is she call, two L's? We call her Skinny Michelle. She she's is two, two. She's two L's. Thank God, because we right. our relationship will be up. Never trust a one L Michelle. No. <laughs> Can't do Never. it. Never. Can't do it. Mm-mm. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to join you for your podcast too tomorrow. Yes, and uh, Heroin has a great publicist, which is a, one of the greatest names ever for a podcast. It's going to be fun. But we appreciate it, Michelle. Why don't you say goodbye? Uh, this is, we're signing off, Greg and Michelle Pagas. Thank you, J. Chris Newberg. We love you, please. We want, but see, we just got started. I have a hundred million more questions. We'll do it again. Yeah. No, I'm just going to call you. We'll talk <laughs> after the show. I'll call you after. Never hey, mind. Hey, you know, I'm going to send it to voicemail. You saw what I did to Shoemaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, J. Chris, thank you for joining us. Greg and Michelle podcast number 40. We love you. Yay, thanks. <laughs>